And then I went to Nehemiah, because if you know the story in Nehemiah where the walls of Jerusalem were destroyed, and God put it upon uh, Nehemiah's heart. He had a burden for his people and the city and everything, and he wanted to rebuild that walls. And of course, all kinds of enemies came against him and his people. And when I was reading that story, I found six different things that they did in that story. That's found in Nehemiah chapter 4, in case you're wondering. Six different steps that they took while the enemy was fighting them the entire time. Let me tell you, when you're, when you're uh, building a ministry, like we're building here, and have been building, the devil fights it constantly. He does not let up. But sometimes we do. We, being the people of God, the children of God, any of us, all of us, mainly, you know, uh, if we let down the bars, the enemy can destroy. So you gotta really be uh, tenacious and in fighting against the enemy of your soul. You can't take a break. The Bible, or no, the Bible doesn't say, but there's a saying that says seven days without prayer makes one weak. You have to eat a cake. That means weak as in you can't fight the battle. You give in, you get mad, you leave. Some people leave their spouses because they get mad and or whatever, you know, instead of fighting the devil that's trying to destroy what God's giving you. But I noticed, and when you read the story in Nehemiah, it's through chapter 4 and, and through chapter 6, the entire thing, it took them 52 days, which was an impossible task. It was only the Lord that helped them get that accomplished in 52 days, I looked up, because I'm like, well, gee, I wonder how big that wall was, you know, was it just like a little pivot? No, oh, no, that, that wall was uh, like over 1,000 some, some kind of feet long. I wrote it down somewhere. I don't know where right now, but it was a big wall, and it was wide. And trust me, they didn't have no cranes. Some of them boulders they used their, for walls weighed tons. And all the while they're trying to build that wall, they have the enemy coming against them. Tobias, Sanballat, all them, the Ammonites, all them coming against them, fighting them. They had to actually work on building the wall, holding their butt in one hand, brother, and slapping the snap on with the other. Guns. You know that, right? <laughs> but with their weapons, they had to work with their weapons in one hand and work with one hand. That's how they had to build that wall. But they kept at it. And I looked at some of the reasons that I found was number one, they worked with enthusiasm. Nehemiah 4 and 6 says that the people worked with enthusiasm even though they were in a hostile environment. I can speak for Pastor and I since we started ministry. 
down in our house. We had a church split down there. We had one one. Well, it didn't split till we got up here, but uh, where people came against us, and all we tried to do is do good. We do miss it sometimes. I'm sure we do. We've never said we're perfect. We've always said we're not perfect. We're just like you. We're human people, too. Do we make mistakes? Yes, we do. Do we uh, not do something, maybe, or do something that should, whatever? We're, we're not infallible. We're just flesh and blood, just like you are. We get over okay? and go on. That's right, but we keep our eye on the goal. People come, people go. We keep our eye on the goal. People come, people go. We keep our eye on, our eye on the goal. So God says no. I know in the former ministry we were in, and people left, and, and yes, there were things there that weren't right, according to the word, that weren't done right, said right, or whatever, however you want to word it. But we were told to go there by the Lord, so we didn't leave until God told us to go. A lot of people did, and fell flat on their faces with what they tried to do. We stayed because we learned, you know, you can learn from bad things. You should be learning from them. If you go through bad times, you need to learn the lesson that is in that time because that's, that's your learning ground. Just like the Bible tells us to use the Old Testament as our schoolmaster. We're to go back there, see what them people did, how they did, what the consequences were. Every action has a consequence to it. And it's up to us how we respond to every single thing that comes against us or whatever, okay? But it says they worked with enthusiasm, even when others were throwing stuff at them and telling them, you're stupid, you, what do you think you people, little people can do. I think they actually use that word in one of the scriptures. You feed people. They were making fun of them for trying to build, rebuild the wall to protect God's people. And people were making fun of them and everything. But you know what they did? They kept focusing on God, not focusing on the distractions, the confusion, the whatever was going on. We had one person down at the house when we started started the church, and they come and told us that this person was supposed to be a friend. That can be a spouse, can be a friend, can be a coworker, whatever. I've got a question for you. Why why are you attending? that insignificant, trivial, out-of-the-way church. I mean, they really tongue-lashed us. Like now, that's like a word curse. They were trying to pronounce a word curse on us. But God says you can't curse what he blesses. God take care of us, whether the there's few or many. They didn't see the evidence. People was getting saved. People was getting healed. People were getting blessed. People we prayed for, God was doing multiple things. Yes. Multiple things. It didn't stop the 10 years we were down there. People couldn't believe the things that were happening to them. 
Why? Because God's faithful. If you will do what he asks you to do, no matter what it looks like, you've got to stay, stay focused. And the it's Bible like, declares a man can't do these things, meaning mankind, man or right, woman. Right. Religion tried to say that just meant the male factor, but that's not true. It's male or female. He said he cannot do these things unless, unless God be with him. I didn't do those things in myself. And when we come here, God done many of the same thing. Did a lot of miracles here. Yes. Person that tried for two years to get a job, couldn't get a job. The day we prayed, 24 hours later, they got a call from one of their resumes. Not only a call, but the best job, best job the highest pay, yeah. the best benefits, and everything. 24 hours mm -hmm. after we prayed, and they never came back to church. Now, God honored. God honored. But they said goodbye to him. A lot of times you pray for people and things begin to happen. They kiss off. They kiss God goodbye. They don't come back. They get mad. They get upset. Whatever. And they kiss God goodbye. But the sad part is the consequences come. We just had a, a miracle the other week, I would call it. Would you call it that? Dan and Kim, is your son? Yes. The best miracle. The best miracle of soul is the best miracle. And Josiah's been raised in the house of God. You would think he's automatically ready, right? But he's at the age where he recognized himself the other week that he wasn't ready. He wasn't sure he was ready, and he wanted to recommit his life to Christ, and he did that at home. You don't have to have come up to the altar, fall down on your face, have people pouring a bottle of oil on you, have the angels singing, oh, no, you don't have to have all that to You can do that at your house. You can do that at your house. My brother, who just went to be the Lord with the Lord two years ago, he, he was coming up from Maryland in, a, in his car one day, and he was an alcoholic. Drink it. Oh, he drank like you. He was bad. And the Lord spoke to his heart and told him if he didn't get out of that bar, he was never going to make it. From that point on. So he left and he started up the road and I don't know, somewhere down the road there, he pulled off into like a, a parking lot of a store or something, got out of his car or truck, whatever he's no, done. Down the Norman Wood Bridge. That's where it was. And he got down and knelt at his truck step or whatever where he in the car. Gave his heart to the Lord and never looked back from that point on. A passerby pulled up and tapped him on the shoulder while he was kneeling down. He praying. thought he was sad. He asked him, are you okay? And he looked at him and smiled. He said, I am now. I am now. He gave his heart to the Lord then and never looked back again to the alcohol or anything. Yeah. You don't got to be in a church. 
to give your heart to the Lord. But you missed, you just gotta, you missed the clincher on Josiah's you know, testimony. Yes. The Holy Spirit is everywhere. Yes, he at is. At the same time, every all over the planet, he's everywhere. Every country, every nation, every city, Amen. every household. Right. And while Josiah was praying Saturday, I was in my study studying and praying. And the Holy Spirit kept speaking to me to put in my message to open with Romans 10 and 9. When you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. That's what I opened with. And Josiah asked God to give him a confirmation. Yes. And his confirmation. That. Yeah, that's what he came up and told me. He said, Pastor, when you read that scripture, that was God giving me my confirmation. Correct? Yes. Amen. I had talked to Josiah like a couple days or whatever, private like by herself. I never get time by myself with him, by the way. <laughs> I love victory, but she takes every ounce of every energy out of us and because um, she's just different. And so he's very quiet, he's very to himself. Um, he's usually the one I worry about less because um, she's just wild and she has that wild personality um, and needs to be rung in. Whereas in him, I was able to really work with him over the years with at home with um, just sharing God with him. With Victory, she's just like, you know, I don't got time for that. And she wants to go, you know what I mean? Because it's just, she's just that kind of person. So I always worried less about him. And he had come up to me, and his issue was, and I didn't even think about this because I got saved when I was four. And I didn't really question when I got to be an adult. I just knew I loved God. So it didn't matter to me. He questioned, and I don't know if it's their generation or what, but he questioned the fact that he is now an adult, but he wasn't really to the age of comprehension when he asked God into his heart when he was four, when I, or three, both of them were three, when I sat down and I, you know, we did everything with them that we were supposed to do, that my parents and that you guys taught me to do. But I don't think parents that have children that grow up in church realize when they get to a certain age, they're questioning whether that was real or not. Do you know what I mean? Because they were little and they were not at that age of comprehension. So we were able to have a conversation by ourselves without, you know, Dan wasn't there, Victory wasn't there, and he was questioning those things to me. And then I reiterated, and I said, honey, you have to, to have a relationship with God, it's not one way. You know what I mean? You have to take time and, like, have a conversation with him up in your bedroom. And, you know, it's a two-way thing. It's, mm -hmm. You know, and he keeps saying, I want God to show up in my life. So I was praying that God would show up somehow to prove to him that he is real and that he loves him. And that was that situation. Because he prayed, yeah, he prayed the night before and asked for a specific confirmation. So that worked out. Well, <laughs> and I think too, uh, just to just pat my, my better half and my pastor on the back too. Yeah. It pays to have a pastor that is in tune with the spirit. You might not think he is, but that's just another thing that shows where his heart is to be in tune with the spirit that we teach you properly, we teach you right according to the word of God, and, and apply it at the right time. You know, unless it now, Josiah just turned 18, and, and like I said, he's been in church all his life. 
But see, you gotta wait. A person doesn't just fall down and get saved. The Bible says, except the Spirit draw them, they can't even get saved. So he began questioning. That is what was the Spirit beginning to draw him to him. See, you don't just have people repeat words and boom, they're saved. No, it's got to be a heart thing because they can go out and just, you know, unless the convicting power of the Holy Spirit is there, they're not going to get saved anyway. They're just going to repeat words if you tell them to repeat. See, so it has to be a heart thing. And I thank God that our pastor, is he perfect? No. I'm bearded with you to find that out now. He can tell you how very much. Perfect, I am too. But uh, you know, he's, he's not perfect, but he loves the Lord and he prays for you people all the time. All the time. You don't even have to be here, but we pray for you all the time. And he tries to stay in tune with the spirit of when to minister to people. You don't just minister, you can make people mad. I, I know our former pastor one time went to forcibly back and try to bring a guy up that knew wasn't serving God to get him to come up to an altar call and say, he said, I'll punch you out. <laughs> you don't do that. You know what I mean? It's got to be the convicting power of the Holy Spirit to bring them to to the foot of the cross. Okay, I'm going to have you here to supper time, uh, uh, dinner, cozy say. That's called supper, they call it dinner. The evening meal. What do you call it? What do you call it? Dinner? Supper. We're all cozy. It's supper. That's right. Anyways, uh, here, uh, the next one I learned or looked at when I was reading that scripture, you can go home and do a little Bible. How many of you here, at, don't raise your hand, ever pick up your Bible during the week and read and study? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but you need to do a little study. You need to read God's Word. We can tell you anything. And if we put on a convincing voice, you might believe it, and it's far from the truth. You need to read the Word for yourself or listen to it, just so you're getting the Word. You know, to get back to your... To get back to your lesson, we went on a little rabbit Yeah, we did. To get back to your lesson, you can share with them. I do a lot of times with your mother. Yes. How when we dated, they they told the pastor I needed to get saved. Well, they all got together and prayed. Now you you think, boy, they must really love me, you know? <laughs> okay, tell them what happened after I got saved. Well, they heard that story, but yeah, you you know the story. She popped an attitude toward him. He even told me to the point to tell me to take the kids and come home, leave him. Well, I wasn't going to do that, obviously. But the key being but, what you're talking about, who the enemy uses. Right. Who would who would have dreamed your own mother, mother would have been used to deceive you? Right. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? That's true. Good point. There. They prayed for That's me true. to get saved. Right. And the enemy now used them just a short while later Same to, one, de- to leave me to leave the church right. to leave the yep. church we were attending. Yep. 
and leave my husband. Your own mom. I thank God I didn't do it. See, the thing, the thing is this, that the enemy is so subtle in. It's not because it's my mother, because it's my father, because it's my whoever. It's because if they're deceived, if they're being deceived, right. they're going to deceive you because they're deceived. That's the, you have to know that. And if you don't pray and you're not in the Word, you'll be deceived. That's right. And the enemy will drag you away and once you are, who's to tell how far he'll drag you before you get beat up? That's true. That's and, I, true. and I've seen it happen to people. They lost their health, they lost their job, they lost their marriage. All kind of, I mean, horrible things happen because someone deceived them that they would have never dreamt. And the Bible clearly tells you that's why it's so important to read the Word. It said Jesus is the author and the finisher of your faith. Focus on Him. I cannot, I cannot even focus on my wife. It doesn't say that. It says focus on Jesus and Jesus only. Because He will lead you in the right way. That is so true. And then you won't be deceived. And it's sad because we've seen so many people do that and get beat up. They go out there and get beat up and they can't. And a lot of times the, the one that is uh, being deceived will use the Word of God to deceive you. Yeah, Just me. like the devil tried to do with me with my son. He took the word of God that I knew and put in here and had me accuse God with it and twist that word. Because that's what he does with the word. He twists it enough. And then when it brings confusion, if you're in confusion about anything or strife about anything, that's the enemy. That's not God. That's the enemy. And whoever he is using to bring that into the your Bible, life. The Bible sure. says when Jesus, Jesus, was in the wilderness being tempted. What did the devil use against him? The devil was speaking. What was he speaking? He quoted the word. He quoted the word to Jesus, but he twisted it. Now, if that's the adversary speaking God's word against God's son, what do you think people in your life is going to do to you? Okay. See, so don't think, don't think that people won't tell you. They're not just because they're quoting the word, but are they quoting the word properly? Sure. Or are they taking out so many, the enemy will take it out of context. Like he told Jesus when he's hungry. He said, pray and your father will give you something to eat. Jesus turned that around and he said, man, don't live my bread alone. Okay. Now, he could have said, you know, you're right. God said it's all my needs. I'm hungry, so he's going to give me some food. And probably, if Jesus would have commanded the stone to turn to bread, it would have had his word. But he didn't miss Father's will, too. So, you've got to be very careful. This is another thing you find out in this story. If you read this story, that's why I put number two, pray to your God. You'll find Nehemiah in them a couple chapters prayed at least 14 times 
He might have prayed more, but only 14 times is recorded where he prayed to God concerning that situation. Why? Because the enemy was trying to get them off of the wall. He's trying to get you, each one of us, every week, every day, in some form or fashion, he's trying to get us off the wall. What? The foundation of the Lord. That's our wall we are standing on. 